Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, after regrouping at the Eagle Shield's house and discussing their options, the party decides to further question the barkeep of the Staghorn Flagon. There's some chatting and a drug deal, but they finally get Derek Marn alone in his bar. He offers them information on how to get into the secret area under the Passerac stable. After the party grows wary, Jonathan uses his magic to put the fixer to sleep. With only a minute before the spell ends, the party needs to act fast with whatever comes next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, and I am drinking more of the bullet bourbon that I've been enjoying. This time I've put it in a little bit of my favorite tea, which is Blackberry Sage. So I have tea and bourbon, and it's warm and lovely, and it makes me happy. Carlton, what are you drinking? I've got a Fireman's Four Blonde Ale from the Real Elf, Real Ale Brewing Company in Texas. It is a semi-local brew. It's a Texas brew. It's all that matters. Texas. Yes, Texas. <laughs> Texas is local enough. Barney, what are you drinking? Um, I've got a Natty Green Old Town Brown Ale. It's really good. And I had leftover M&Ms from the vending machine. What? Gimme. <laughs> Regular M&Ms? Peanut M&Ms? Plain M&Ms from the Durham Courthouse vending machine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Legal M&Ms. Legal M&Ms. <laughs> yes. Travancore, what are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is Sweet Justice. It's a Moscato from the Shyness Estate in southeastern Australia. Ooh. Sweet Christmas Justice. Yes, very nice. And Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Tonight, I am drinking another another drink out of my lovely Rogue One glass. It is a Diet Cubre Libre. It is Diet Pepsi, uh, clear rum, and a little bit of lime juice. Ooh. It's only okay. Oh, is it because it's bad, diet? That sounds really good. It's, it, it's mainly the Diet Cola. Like, oh. with vodka drinks, I found the Diet Cola... Really mixes quite well, but I think the rum just has too much flavor. That said, rum is not uh, clear. Rum isn't that bad for me, and I and I went ahead and I was a little nostalgic about my Puerto Rico trip, so I got a big thing of uh of Bacardi, and uh, and that's what I used in this. That so, was a fun trip. That was a fun trip. It it looked like a lot of fun. I have I have trip envy. Yeah, but that's okay. So as I said. Uh, Basically, right at the end of the last episode, Jonathan the Magimuscular used his sleep I can't spell. sleep! And it worked! <laughs> it worked. And it worked. So, Flail. the way sleep works is that he stays asleep for a minute or until he is shaken awake or takes damage or something. So as he slumps to the floor and starts to snore quietly and Jonathan fist pumps in the air in joy and jubilation over the, the, the way that this spell has worked, you guys have a minute to actually do something with this guy. Okay. Go. Um, okay. Carlton, do you have any rope? Yes, I have 50 feet of rope. Here. Driving core, lock the door. Lock the I door. I go and lock the door. Now go okay. see if there's any other entrances to this building and lock those. 
Do you want me to tie it, the rope? Tie him up. All yeah, right, Brody, check. why don't you go go check other entrances? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and help Carlton tie, and then we're gonna we're gonna skedaddle because we may have to uh, to bean this guy to into submission right. for a bit. Uh, Twenty three right. to tie up the ropes. Okay, yeah. You, uh, how are you tying him up? Hands, feet? Are you gagging him? Are you blindfolding him? What are you doing? Both. And then I want to go find a burlap sack in the kitchen, like a potato sack, to cover his head with a bag. And we gag him, right? Because he can still yell. Make an a bag. investigation check in the kitchen. Travancore and Bernie, go ahead and make investigation checks as you search the rest of the bottom of the inn for entrances. All right, uh, ten for I, investigation. I rip off a piece of my rope from the bottom and tie his eyes. His Ooh, eyes. Up. Twenty-one. Good for you. Bernie got a six. She's a little short for this job. <laughs> All right. So a minute later, Jonathan, as you finished blindfolding and gagging this man, and he has been expertly tied up by Carlton, basically as you let go, he st- groans and then starts to struggle. And then, huh? Carlton, <laughs> beat him into submission. Carlton is currently in the kitchen. Looking for a bag that could over his head. Carlton has gone back into the kitchen and has been searching for a burlap sack. Uh, while you roll that, so Bernie, you got a, a what on your investigation? I got a six. And Travancore? 21. Okay. Bernie, you make a quick sweep of the bottom floor. There is an exit from the kitchen to the back of, of like behind this building that just seems to be a quick way to get to the outhouse. And you take care of the deadbolt. And you're like, yes, all entrances have been secured. Travancore, you close the windows and lock them. You head upstairs and you quickly check. There's four rooms upstairs that can be rented out. And you check inside each one super quick and close the windows. Doesn't look like anyone is currently renting any rooms upstairs. You don't see any personal effects. The beds all seem to be made. Seems to be completely empty upstairs. As you're coming back upstairs, you do another check under the stairs and you do find a door. That's one of those pull-up doors on the floor that leads to a cellar, and you poke your head down, and just now as you're poking your head down is kind of the minute later, and look around, and fortunately with your dark vision, you can see it looks like it's just uh, a larder. It's a, it's a wine cellar type of thing. Doesn't seem to be any obvious entrances or exits, but you've just kind of poked your head in. So... Uh, looks like you got most of the entrances and exits. Carlton, what was your investigation for a burlap sack? Ten. You find a... It's not burlap, but you find a large sack, but it is currently filled with potatoes. Not anymore. And then I pull, I like grab it by the bottom and just let all the potatoes fall off the top <laughs> as I rip it out from underneath. Okay. Roll a strength check. Oh, I'm good at those. You're pretty good at those. Uh, unskilled or just... Uh, or with like... Uh, no, just no, unskilled. give me a... Uh, that was, that was a different straight role. strength check. Okay. So D twenty plus your strength, yep. profi- your strength 17. modifier. Okay, this was a big bag of potatoes, and oh god, potatoes are heavy. And you mean to just kind of lift it up and scatter these potatoes everywhere? And it's a good thing that Travancore has his head down in the cellar, and Bernie seems to be out of your range of vision, and you can't really see Jonathan. But when you go to lift it with a plum, you're like, <laughs> and it. Oh, that's a lot heavier than you were expecting, but you do lift it, shake out the potatoes. It's not quite large enough of a bag to completely, like, engulf a man. I was going mostly for the head. 
but I'll take whatever oh, I can oh, get. Oh, yeah. Like, you could cover the the, the upper port. Basically, you cover everything except his legs with this thing. I'll make it work. Uh, meanwhile, at this point, Jonathan... <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and, I, and I punch him in the face with non-lethal damage. Uh, roll an attack. Hey! <laughs> What'd you roll? Uh, let's see. That is with strength, and yep. I would assume not proficiency. Are you proficient in unarmed strikes? I am not. I am no proficiency bonus. Okay, then that is a 22. Oh, yes, that hits. Go ahead and, and, whoops, go ahead and roll damage. D4 plus strength, right? Yes. I'm stronger because of that boon you gave us. I could just make him blind. I got a spell for that. And we also want him quiet, so uh, five points of non-lethal damage. I think I have that, too. And then I, can we do uh, attacks with our offhand as a bonus action? You cannot because you're not skilled at that, but since we are out of combat, I'm going to say that you could just, I mean, Slap him you around. could just continue to pummel this guy. He is still, he, he takes the blow. You see a little bit of blood kind of trickle down the side of his, his mouth. Um, he groans, but he does seem to still be awake. I feel like I should get advantage on this. Hmm. Why? Because he's helpless. Because <laughs> he is kind of like, the, he's like prone, Wait, basically, prone? right? If he's yeah, tied he's up, is he prone? He is prone. So, so yeah, you would have advantage on a melee attack. In the air, but he is prone. I'll give you advantage. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> What'd you roll? Uh, let's see. I rolled a nine. Okay. Carlton, Travancore, and Bernie, you guys finish your respective searches and are coming back into the room as you see Jonathan punch this guy for the first time. You know, a nice solid clock across the face he groans a bit jonathan winds back up again to clock him again and then maybe because you're watching maybe because he's trying to show off maybe because he has performance anxiety with punching you don't know but he just solidly like misses this guy's face he's going for like jaw hit and just all right uh i see that and i'm like i i I got this and i i I I throw the bag down next to the the guy and I say, I got this, I got this. And I go up to him and I whisper in his ear, hey, hey, snitches get stitches. <laughs> and then I non-lethally slap him. Go ahead and roll an attack. Uh, 26 for 11 bludgeoning. That's a lot of slapping damage. Is he still up? He looks like he's not making any noise, but he is still moving about and he's breathing heavily. So he does All still right. seem to be conscious. He's, he's getting another non-lethal slap. All right. Uh, oh, my I God. <laughs> I critted, so Drink. that'll be. Uh, I'm glad we all critted on slapping this man who we do need conscious so that we can 16. interrogate him. Uh, so I crit slapped him for 16 damage. Whoa. I thought the plan was to get him down to like zero health so he passes out, then take him out of here. I have like all these spells that will make him silent and deaf and blind. Bernie, I appreciate uh, that, but snitches get stitches. He is now all of those things, Bernie. Oh, he will be getting stitches. Carlton slaps him once, sees he's still moving, and then backhands him. And the backhand is a little more vicious than he was expecting, and uh, Derek Martin has stopped moving. Um, I kind of hold a little mirror up to his breath to see if he's still breathing. Does the mirror fog up? Uh, where'd you get a mirror from? Piece of glass. I, I broke a piece of glass in the bar. <laughs> you don't have to- I love how casual you are about, like, you don't have I to break found a glass. mirror. You can just take a glass. No, fuck this guy. We don't want to know. We, uh, uh, we, as you're raising the glass to break, I'm like, no, no, no. We want to make sure we want things to look as normal as possible. Oh, the, well, there's a potato incident in the kitchen. 
Okay, well. Go, go sweep up the potatoes. No, no, I'll go sweep up the potatoes. Carlton, you make sure that this guy is still alive. I, I'll take care of the potatoes. So I go to potato duty. All right. Is All he right. still alive? Carlton, roll a medicine check. Jonathan, as you come walking into the kitchen, you see that there is about 30 pounds of potatoes just like scattered everywhere. They're those those round golden potatoes. They're not like the big russets. And they've just rolled in all directions. Fucking hell. Bucks, uh, can you give me a hand check? here? What is Bucks going to do? You have a pygmy li- fucking owl. He's going to poke tiny, at a singular potato. If they were big russet potatoes, I'd say, yeah, no, he can't. But they're little golden potatoes. Bucks they're not your they're little creature. They're, they're, round, they're like um, baseball-ish size. They're good size potatoes. They're not huge. Is a baseball he size. flies in, surveys the room. You feel from him the, uh-huh? And he swoops down and he puts his claws into one potato and then looks around for where to put it. I say, um, is there a bushel or barrel or any, is there any other things that could possibly contain potatoes? There is a barrel in the room and when you open it up, it seems to be filled with ale. (laughs) I can drink it. An hour later, when the entirety of the whatever it fucking is, is bearing down on us because Jonathan thought to ask his owl to clean up <laughs> all, right. all the no, potatoes no, you're right, you're in time right. for him I'm to like, go to the ball and pick all the lintels out of the ashes. The, I, and I, I make put him, him in that corner. So sweep him into that corner. So I start. I get on my on my hands and knees, and I do one of these, and I just like put my face and shoulders to the floor and sweep all as many potatoes as I can just into the corner. Because you're right, we got to get going. So I do so that. So dignified. <laughs> I know, right? Because fuck a broom, am I right? Go ahead and roll an athletics check while you're doing that. Carlton, <laughs> what did you roll on your medicine check? Uh, 11 for medicine. He seems to be breathing. Okay, I want to stuff him as much as I can into the potato bag. Head first or feet first? Uh, Head first. Head first. And then All try right. to, like, if I can, get him as fetal as possible so he shrinks down. I don't care if he's not comfortable. Fuck this guy. He snitched. I also beat him into submission. You've managed to push him mostly into the bag. You can't quite... You feel like without breaking anything, you can get almost all of him except for his lower uh, calves and his feet. You could break something and probably get him on in there, but you're unsure how much more damage this guy could take before I need another dead. bag. <laughs> I'm gonna get two bags. <laughs> well, I could check that cellar to see if there's anything there we could use. Yeah, no. go find me a bag. No, no, let's... Uh, I, I, I get an 18 on my athletics check. To, for potato okay, sweeping. you managed to push most of the potatoes into the corner. They are uh, round, and so there's only so much you can do to pile them before rolling happens. Right. But at least the main part of the kitchen, I mean, it's not hidden. Anyone who's going to walk in is going to be like, there's a giant pile of potatoes in the corner, but they could walk through the kitchen. Right. Okay. I'm like, okay, Bernie, do you, do you have your inks? No, we never picked the inks up when we pick up the fucking inks. We didn't pick up okay, the inks. Okay, I was just asking because I was thinking of making a sign that said, uh, food I have closed. an ink. I have an ink. I don't have multicolored ink. That's I fine. just have black. Make a sign that says flu closed or something like that. Closed for sickness. Closed for sickness? Oh! Closed due to health. Plague. Um, is there anything? Can I do a perception check to see if there's anything around that has like his, his handwriting on it? Sure. 
Okay. Ooh, and I think, aren't you good with forgery because of your background now? Yes, I am oh good with God. forgery because this. of my background. <laughs> Why, yes, indeed. Bernie has forged a few checks in her day. Let's, uh, let's get ready. While, while Bernie's doing that, let's, let's talk and say real quick what we want to do. We want to take this guy to the Eagle Shield barn, right? I thought we were going to do it, at, yes, the woods. Yeah, I got, a, I got a 10. Bernie, you take a quick look around the bar. You don't see anything with his handwriting on it. Travancore, when you see what Bernie is doing, you do remember that as you were looking around for doors and stuff, in the kitchen, you seem to remember a basic ledger that might have been Derek's handwriting, but uh, Bernie, you don't see anything in the actual bar. Wait, Julia the human being just remembered we have a fucking piece of paper with his handwriting on it. Uh, you have a fucking piece of paper that has a drawn a, map. A drawn a drawn little bit of a map on it, but it's got no actual writing writing. I'm well, gonna okay. head to the kitchen and grab that ledger. Hey, uh... Okay. Hey, JMM. Yo. You know what this per nobody in this town has ever seen before other than three people and us? So that way, if he does see it, he can't figure out where he is? The basement of our pocket house? It's not a bad idea. And we but would isn't get it to closed for a while? Could we just open it? You didn't oh, actually it. close never, it when you left. We never you closed left it. So it still, open. Oh, what's, so it's what's still available. That's true. What's the time like uh, on that? Uh, you opened it just before you decided to go out on this little adventure. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was just about dinner time. Okay, so, a few so hours. it's only been open for a couple of okay, hours. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, and, because and, and, other than uh, my family and us, nobody has ever seen our basement. Okay, no, you're and right. I don't even know if I showed the family the basement. I'm just assuming I have. But that could be our torture chamber. Uh, we're not torturing him, but we're... There's literally oh, nothing sorry. in there. It's just Sorry, that was an alternative fact. I mean, enhanced interrogate him. Uh, you, okay, so we're, we're not going to go for alternate uh, question asking there. Alternative question asking. Called for alternative I know. facts. Travancore, you come back to uh, Bernie finishing up her investigation of the bar and the, the restaurant, unable to find anything, and you're carrying the ledger. Okay. Yep, this will do. I, I actually practically open before I handed the tour. I want to like like kind of brief through it, like see if there's anything there that's significant or interesting. Uh, you flip through it and it really just seems to be a kitchen ledger. It seems to be a, a list of incoming fruits and vegetables and meats and potatoes and stuff and, and outgoing as stuff is being used. It's kind of one of those those small flip books and it's all written in common. You'd have to do like a, a really close investigation that would take a little bit more time to see if there's hidden messages in there, but at least a very cursory glance. It seems like any ledger you'd find in a, in a restaurant keeping track of incoming and outgoing food. Nah, well, we can uh, take it for later investigation. We just need to let Bernie look at it. Yeah, I'll hold on to it, but for now, I want to hand it off to Bernie and see. Here you go, Guru. I'm going to pull out my forgery kit. All right. And I'm going to write closed, closed for sickness. Okay, in a, common? In common on a sign. And I'm assuming, thanks to this uh, search by Travancore, you are doing this in the handwriting of Derek Marn. Yes, the... I am. All right. Uh, takes you probably... Uh, no, I don't think with the forgery kit you do. I think that gives you advantage if I'm going to make you roll, but it's not like you're yeah. you're not doing a really intense document. Yeah. That, and you're not even really, like you're forging a signature, but the forgery kit lets you do that. If you were doing some kind of official document that would be scrutinized all hell and, you know, but this is closed for sickness, Derek. With the forgery kit, I'm going to say you're, you're able to do that without a problem. Uh, stick it on the front door, I'm assuming. Stick it on the front door. 
We're not going out the front door, though. That's for fuck sure. That's up to you. We need to find a a window or something that we can close again. And so if someone tries the door, they then it's locked. There it's locked from the inside. And same with the back door. Same with the back door. So yeah, we need to go out a first floor window that can be opened. As far as you remember, all the first floor windows, um, none of them had any obvious locks on them. There were only like two or three. You would have no problem getting most of you through, except for Carlton and Shadow. None of the windows on the first floor are going to fit Carlton or Shadow. We go out the front door, you lock it behind us, and then yeah. we meet you at the window. Yeah, or Tra- maybe the back door. Yeah, we'll, go, back we'll door. all go out the back door. Uh, Travancore, stay here, then lock the doors, then uh, then then uh, stealth your way back out. You got it. All right, you guys Please. all tunnel <laughs> <Sorry>. out. Who's <laughs> carrying Derek? Yes, boss. Uh, I guess that'd probably be me. You pick him up. It's he's heavy, uh, but it's not. The potatoes were actually heavier. It's weird. All right. So what's our story here? We're 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 taking our drunk. It, we're, it's dark, and we will purposely not carry any light, uh, so that if anyone challenges us, it'll be tough for them to see. But we're just we're taking. Uh, well, Jonathan, why don't you kind of like hold his feet up so like in, like in your robes a little bit so you can't see that? Like, and we kind of two man this sack of whatever, and we just know? say, "Wow, that was a good hunting day." Exactly. And, okay. But the feet are like in your robe, so you can't see it. And I'll have the head end, which is just the bag. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to see what if I have any spells that can help us, like long-term spells. While you're looking for that, Travancore, go ahead and roll a, roll a sleight of hand check. Curse my, my taking of, of, uh, of blasty spells. Curse them! Only at this moment. Ten. Okay. Everybody ducks out the back door, you lock it behind them, you head towards the window in the kitchen, which seems to be one that is the least likely to be noticed if it's not completely closed. You open it, shimmy out, uh, and then do your best to close it flush so that nobody will notice, and it seems to be closed. Half-assed job. Good enough for Travancore. At least this time (laughs) around. Where are you guys headed? I think we're going to head to the pocket house, but we should probably go the back roads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And are you trying to be sneaky, or are you just walking and hoping that you don't get interrogated? I'm I, trying to be sneaky. I was going to say, it's if we get sneaky and we fuck up being sneaky, people will definitely ask questions. If we kind of just own it, I mean, don't be boisterous, but like... Don't act like suspicious, you know, act keep like her cool. Act like you're supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. let's... Okay, let's, that's fine, never mind. We will, we will try and be nonchalant. I don't know. We'll fly no, casually. Yeah. Nonchalant. Fly casually. We can also have Bucks kind of scout up ahead to, like, kind of alert if there's anybody coming in a direction, and then, right. then we can no, play good by idea. ear. Good idea. And I will have a sleep ready for anyone who who done challenge us. Uh, We're just gonna put all the fuckers to sleep tonight, huh? You're just gonna be the... The whatcha, the guy with the dust and It's not Jonathan the Magic Muscular, it's Jonathan the Sandman. Jonathan Sandman. <laughs> tonight tonight I am this fucking Sandman. Tonight exit exit light inner night. Often never, never late. There, knowing Metallica, they will sue. Yes, but it makes me happy. Okay. Are you still taking like back roads and through the woods, or are you just taking the road? Let's let's go let's try and go backwards and through through the woods. That way yeah. we can be nonchalant with a smaller crowd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have Bucks roll me a perception check. Now I have that song in my head. Uh, 13. 
thanks to Carlton knowing this area of Amphail pretty well, you know, the, the area, especially heading from town back to the Eagle Shields, and you guys heading through the woods, and it's midnight. There's not many people crawling through the woods at midnight. And uh, Buck's kind of doing a a zigzag in front of you, keeping an eye out for people. You are able to get to the Eagle Shield homestead without encountering anybody. So at this point, before before we get into enhanced inter- interrogation techniques, which scares me, I'll say for the... Because today's been a long day. You guys got up, Carlton snuck into a house and almost got caught and fled. Three of you had an interesting encounter with Olivia Passerak, and then you've now managed to get information and a prisoner. Uh, each of you gets 1,100 experience. Each Sweet. of us? What? Each of us. That's yeah. crazy. I it's mean, not, I'm not complaining, but I was God. I was waiting for you guys to go to sleep to give it out, but I have this weird feeling like you're not going to sleep for a while. So before I forget, you guys make it back to the Eagle Shield's house just after midnight. Uh, you can see that the it, it's mostly dark except for a few lights in the main entranceway to the house. And if I remember correctly, you guys placed the pocket house teleportation circle in one of the guest rooms, right? In our guest room. Uh, John, do yeah. you think you can hold this guy's weight for a minute? I'm going to go clear the path. Got it. Uh, Jonathan, roll a strength check. Uh, 13. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 14. 14. Okay. Carlton hands you the dead weight of this guy who was a not too small man. I mean, he was a little portly and he's a little shorter than you, but you know, he's also dead weight and you stumble a bit and almost drop him, but then manage to like kind of prop him up. And now he kind of looks weakened at Bernie's hanging off your side (laughs) in a big sack that's what's like party in my house all right i want to kind of go and see if i notice uh any of my my adoptive family in like the common room or like milling about the house i know it's late but sometimes you know you're up playing dragon chess or whatever are you walking in and taking a look are you looking through the windows i mean i'm welcomed in this home so i'll walk in you walk in the front door and you can see uh, Mouser is actually sitting in the living room. Uh, looks like he's working on a ledger of some sort. You know that he keeps track of horses as they come and go, statuses, things that he's done, that kind of thing. And it looks like he's working on that ledger. He looks up as you enter and says, Hmm, I was, I was wondering how late you were going to be out. Ah, well, uh, you know. It was time to come in, so, you know, we've, we've, we've had a drink, and, you know, we, we, it's, it's been a good night, but I oh, surprised to see you up this late. I didn't expect you to wait up for me. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I've been a little worried about some of the things you guys have been talking about, and especially about some of the actions I was afraid you were gonna take, and I wasn't gonna be sleeping until I knew that you and your friends were safe. And he looks, he looks towards the door... And then says, where are your friends? Oh, they're outside wiping their boots. Okay. You know, yeah, they'll be in They'll be in shortly. They're, they're just, you know, getting everything together. Can and... we hear them? It depends. Do you want to be close enough that you could listen in? Sure. I mean, he just walked in the door. Aren't we right outside? That's up to you. Let's be... Are you right outside? I'm right outside. Bernie's right okay. outside uh- with Coco Snoot. Okay. So, yeah, you can hear this. I want to, Bernie wants to use that moment to opportunely walk inside with Coco Snoot next to her. Okay. 
you walk in, Mouser looks at you, you can see he has worry in his eyes that is starting to fade. Um, but he still looks concerned. Why long face, Grandpa Man? Mouser looks at you to answer your question and, and says, I've heard some suspicious rumors about something that might have happened at the Passerac house, and considering some of the discussions we've had, I was afraid if you had been involved that things might have gone poorly. No, Why does everybody always think that things go poorly when we're around? Because when things involve the Passeracs, they go poorly. But things involving us tend to not go poorly. Actually, hold on, let me think. There was one time a bear fell down a well, but even that went okay. (laughs) And there was a time you almost got eaten by a dragon. I did almost get eaten by a dragon. That is very true, Carlton. But even that ended up okay because I even told that, him about we, our We made a dragon friend. friend. We did make a dragon friend. I don't really <laughs> think we made a dragon friend. But he did not eat us that day. <laughs> yes. We made a dragon acquaintance. I kind of assumed that you weren't eaten. But, you know, you never know with a dragon. Well, well good. <sighs> it's, it's definitely been a stressful day. After hearing some of those rumors I, I, and not knowing what had happened or what you guys had done, I was a little worried. You know, I met this bard named Lindsay Lohan once, and she sang really badly, but she had an entire group of song about rumors. There are a lot of those in this town, and not everyone can be believed, but in my opinion, many rumors have a grain of truth in them. Or a grain of absolute nastiness. I'm gonna go to bed. I mean, Sounds pa, given my reputation with Asok, I mean... The Defiler. Yeah, I kind of think that they're going to try... Any trouble that happens, it's going to get pinned on me, regardless of whether or not I've been it because of our past. So take all rumors you hear with a grain of salt, Pa. I actually haven't heard anything specifically about you and your friends. Everything that I heard today that was about the Passeracs were just that there was an incursion at their house, at their homestead, but there's been so many accusations of one house trying to infiltrate another house over the last couple of months that I think most people just assumed this was another cry for attention. Oh, a kind of a woe-is-me moment? It was definitely different coming from the Passeracs. They've mostly stayed out of those rumor mongerings and certainly from the discussions we had i had reason to believe that that you four might have been involved but what i heard did not just said that there was an incursion of some sort i don't know yeah i don't know if there was any truth to that maybe maybe we could talk to uh laros tuft in, in the morning and see if there's anything we can do to help alleviate some of these issues that are popping up but it's it's been a long day we should probably go to bed yeah, that sounds good i'm gonna finish up a few of these figures and then I'm I too am gonna go to bed. I have an early morning tomorrow. And he turns back to the the little desk that he's at and starts to write. Okay. I'm gonna go finish up cleaning up the bear. He got a little muddy out in the woods. So don't wait up for us. Sounds good. Alright, I, I step back and outside. Bernie says, Neither will I and she just strolls on upstairs. Alright. What are what are the rest of you doing with a, an unconscious tied up body in a bag? Bernie's like three feet. She's not going to lift that body. She knows where she's not needed. Okay, Bernie's upstairs. Carlton, Travancore, 
Jonathan. Okay, so oh, I go back up. Body. We're back outside. I, I still have. I still have homeboy. I guess I shouldn't call him body because he's not dead yet. Um, so he is unconscious, but he's alive. So I have Carl- two thoughts. Okay, let's hear. We it. can one wait for Pa to go to sleep. Okay, right. Or B, because I said we're we're cleaning off Shadow because he got a little muddy. The B, we could tie up Homeboy to the side of Shadow so that when Shadow walks past Mouser, Shadow blocks the body. I just seriously had that idea in my head when you were like B, and I was like, just tie him to Shadow. <gasps> so, I have a third idea. Yes. So your your hat, Carlton, like yes. you're just that lets you take on disguises or whatever. If you wore that hat, could you disguise yourself as Carlton carrying a sack of potatoes? Uh, mm, probably not, because it's, all right, there's things I'm carrying uh, and wearing. Anything you're carrying or wearing becomes part of the illusion to an extent. You can't make yourself look like you've got extra limbs or arms or be a, you can't be more than a foot taller or shorter, but within reason, anything you're carrying would become part of the illusion. So, now, if if I can see where you're headed, it might be a little difficult to disguise a whole second human being. Even if I hug him real tight. <laughs> it would look weird. It would definitely look weird, but I'm, I will entertain suggestions or options. But you do know anything you are carrying within reason becomes part of the illusion. Okay, so if we do this route, Travancore, would you want to distract Mouser about what he's doing as, you know, being a traveler for Perconum? You were curious about some of the upbringing of, or care of horses and how they do it here versus there until I at least get past him. Even that way, he doesn't give me a cursory glance sideways and thinks something might be up. I am curious, so this subterfuge has the virtue of being true. Okay, I can do that. Alright, but before we do that, let's try this to see how stupid it looks. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna go in order. We're gonna try the disguise kit. If it looks too dumb from our perspective, then we could try the bearer thing. And if that doesn't look like it'll work, then we could try to wait it out. The only person who knows whether or not you guys look dumb is me, so I've just made the biggest mistake of our entire campaign. <laughs> Alright, so Carlton, you're going to grab uh, Derek, and how are you going to hold him? I guess kind of what do you guys think? Kind of like this? Or am I going to carry it like this? Carry it like this. Like, I, whenever I would carry stuff upstairs and, and things like Kinda that. Kind of over my shoulder? Over your shoulder, yeah. That's how I would do it. All right. All right. And what do we okay. try to make it look like? A bag of potatoes? Like a sack of something that you're... Or apples. Just make it like, like a sack of apples, because I'm, cl- I'm clearly obsessed with them. Yes, sack of apples. <laughs> okay. Do you know that they call potatoes pomme de terre in French? You could be obsessed with those, too. <laughs> and then they asked, was they were taking it to the pocket house, which is fine. We just want to yeah. reserve we, for, uh, for there. You are taking it to the pocket house. That's not yep, a lie. Right. We, uh, we, yeah. we got some apples. All right, yeah, so I'll carry a disguised Like a mega bushel of apples. Dis- disguised as a thing of apples. Wait, could you disguise it as like a barrel? Or is that too much? Uh, I think that might be pushing it. I think the closer we keep it to natural, the better. Okay. So I think like a burlap sack of apples, you know. Okay. Works for me. All right. Carlton, you firemen's carry Derek over your shoulder. You (laughs) think really hard about this image in your head that you want the hat to create. And I would love for you to roll intelligence saving throw. Ah. Oh, let me tell what I'm really good at. Tell me strapping him to the bear (laughs) is plan B. I rolled a five. (laughs) Okay. You... Conjure the image in your head of this 
of you, which is super easy, but you're trying to kind of picture this sack of apples as this body. And it's a body shaped sack of apples. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if this is going to work. Okay. It kind of, I mean, it looks, you don't see any feet anymore. It now looks like a big sack and it says apples across the side and like large friendly letters. <laughs> that might be good. But enough. it is, it is very clearly human shaped. That's totally what Carlton would actually come up with given this fucking task. <laughs> like, I mean, Carlton would be like, I did it, guys. And we'd be like, yes, you de- technically did. Do we want to, do we want to try it? I mean, it looks like apples, but it's body shaped. So hopefully with a little bit of distraction there, he right. wouldn't notice. So the whole plan hinges on my ability to distract Mount Mal- there long enough. Yeah, also, maybe you and Shadow or... Put the bear in between you two. Hey, you know who's really good at distracting people and en- engaging them in conversation? My guru. Are you who gonna... is currently upstairs you and can can't come hear get any of me. this. You can come get me. I'm... Julia, the person, votes that you guys just put Carlton on the other side of the bear. Yeah. It's and... a bear. All right, so, you know, he's kind of over my shoulder, and then he's on the far side of me, and then the bear between me, and then Travancore distracting Mouser about uh, horse upkeep and ledgers. Your guru thinks it's time for you to learn to fly on your own in conversation with strange people. Wait, Jonathan, we don't have invisibility, do we? Nope. Damn, okay. No, or else we would have used that to get over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, let's try this. Yeah. So I'll have you go in first, Travancore, to kind of distract a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I head in. All right. You see Mouser sitting at the desk. The The way that the living room is positioned, he's got his back to the windows. So basically, to his left would be the entranceway and the stairs leading up. And to his right is the fireplace. And he's kind of crouched over this ledger. You can see he's... Uh, seems to be writing some details about care he had been giving a horse earlier in the day. And he g- looks up as you approach him and gives you a nod and says, Carlton told me that you were were all safe and, and sound, and I'm glad to hear that you are all healthy and hale. There's a saying back home. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And, you know, as a, as a noble, as a viceroy, sometimes it's hard to understand what you can and cannot do, how much is too much, especially in a foreign land. I don't know if I'm making any sense at all. Those are definitely wise words, very down-to-earth words that I wish more people would would take to heart. Well, maybe my time here is, is rubbing off on me. Maybe I need to, to say, consider my context, consider where I am, what I'm doing, my mission, everything, really. Well, forgive me for asking, but what is your mission? I'm on an uh, intelligence gathering mission for, for my home. It's the Kingdom of Reconum. It is uh, far across the sea, very far from Faerun. I was sent here to gather information about the people here, all up and down the Sword Coast, and to report back to my home. Interesting. As you guys are having this discussion, Carlton, when you're ready, and Jonathan, I yeah. guess the, the, you and the bear are walking on in, you let me know when you're going to come yeah, so strolling on in. Maybe it should be Jonathan, bear, me, kind of. Like block, like kind of cueing his view. You think it's up to you, Jonathan. But at this point, he yeah, he... I can help out. Okay, so Jonathan will come in first, then Shadow, and then immediately me, and we're gonna kind of line it up so it's you know Mouser and Travancore doing their thing, uh, and then Jonathan, and then the bear, and then me, and then we're kind of just edge on past him. 
where are you standing in relation to all of this? Um, I guess Mouser is like at a ledger or a desk or whatever. I think I'm yes. off to I'm off to whatever direction is away from the door. Like I'm that's where I am. You should probably be opposite side of us. That way, if he doesn't accidentally see us behind you, right? So, if so he's like if we're to me, going to the left, you me. should be to the right. Ideally, he's facing away from the the stairs. Okay, so you're on his right hand side. It's a, it's a little awkward as you move into that space because the desk is kind of a few feet away from the wall and the fireplace is right there. So as you you guys have been having this conversation and then you kind of move behind him uh, and lean against the wall, I would love for you to roll a performance check. Performance. Oh, do not get a great bonus for that. As you are trying to keep him engaged. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, so I rolled a two, but that's a natural one. <laughs> Oh, okay. <sighs> so you say this about as you move around and he, you know, turns to to look at you and you mention about your mission and everything. And he cocks his head a little bit and says, that's, that's interesting. Are are you cold? Or is that why? It, back home, it's considerably warmer than than it is here um i've gotten used to i'm a ranger i we we live outdoors we get comfortable so we get stoic we just sort of deal with whatever's in front of us but left to my own designs i don't mind a little bit of a nice fire well i I, you're welcome to stoke it some more Uh, i was gonna let it die out because i'm only gonna be here probably for another half hour or so was there anything else that you needed because i really should get back to finishing this up and it's it has been a long day just uh, just one question. Sure. How long have the Eagle Shields been in this town? Like, I just want to get a sense of, you seem to be in the center of a great deal of things. You're respected across the board. And it would help me in, in just sort of my fact-finding mission to understand this place and how it works. He sits back in his chair a little bit to kind of think, and then looks back at you and says, well, I believe we've been here for at least seven generations. My... My family has been caretakers of the horses here for as long as living memory. My father, his father before him, his father before him, uh, his mother before him, his her mother before him, his... It, it just goes back and back and back into whatever part of the family wants to, to stay in this homestead. We, before then, we were... Members of Amphail proper, but I believe my great 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 grandmother had just moved here from Waterdeep to, and he smiles a little bit and he says, "the the stories say that she might have stolen a horse and left, but I don't know. I don't have any. That just that might just be exotic tales that my family likes to tell." You cannot leave such a chestnut off to the side. You must tell me everything you know about this tale. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully I get a better, get a decent bonus for that. 19. Okay. His eyes light up a little bit. Uh, and you can immediately tell, to your joy at your mission and to your uh, chagrin at what is about to happen, this is a tale he loves telling. And... Uh, Carlton, you have heard this story like 12 times. It is usually Melser has to be a little tipsy in order to go into this because he knows that everybody under the sun has heard this story 20 million times. 
and he's Except getting the Travancore. chance. But not Except Travancore. Except Travancore. And Travancore has asked for the story. So you know this might be the perfect time yeah, to so walk on in. Yeah, so when he starts in. getting in, like, when he starts, I was like, all right. I start doing, like, all right, now's the time to go. Travancore, he starts to tell this, you know, he warns you ahead of time, listen, all I know is this story has been passed down and down. There may be nothing but falsehoods in this. But, and then he launches into this elaborate tale about how his great, 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 great grandmother wanted to marry this elf, and the two of them were in love, but it was star-crossed lovers kinds of things, and there was a wizard who cast a spell that might have turned one of them into a toad, and then she had to go on this quest, but she was too poor and had to steal a horse, and then just as he's telling the story of the horse ride, the exciting horse ride to the north to find the the special thing that was needed to turn her lover back from a toad into an elf. Carlton, you come walking on in with Jonathan and the bear and, and the sack air of quotes, apples. apples. And I would love for all of you, Shadow, Traven, or Shadow, uh, Jonathan, and Carlton to roll, we're going to say stealth checks, not because you're trying to sneak into the house, but you're trying to be nonchalant. All right, we're being nonchalant. We so need stealth already. checks from the Stop three of you. our noses in it. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> oh man! Fucking bear. <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Let's see. I get a nineteen. And Carlton. Twenty-two. And Shadow. Yeah, it's a real feast or famine tonight. Shadow rolled a three. Good job, Shadow. Good job, Bear. As you guys come walking on in, and Mouser is deep into this story, um, he's just getting to the part with lightning strikes, and his hands are fully into the story. You see him glance just for a moment as Shadow walks in, and kind of out of the corner of his eye, notices the three of you enter, and then, oh, you could kind of see he's just seen it's the three of you and goes back to telling you the story. And now there's gods coming down. And Travancore, this this story is friggin' ridiculous. You don't know where he comes up with this thing. As the uh, Shadow, Carlton, Jonathan, and a bag of apples all head up the stairs, he uh, spends the next 10 minutes finishing the story about how divine intervention helped him his his great 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 grandmother find the potion and transported her on a pegasus back to Waterdeep where they um she saved her lover and the two of them had to flee because the evil magician worked for the the house that didn't want them together but she was so taken with the pegasus that she rode on that she was forever wanted to have some to do with horses and so when they got to Amphail that's where they decided to put down roots and she started tending the horses and that's where the eagle shields came from I just want to take a minute and pause here I love how you had no idea we were going to try to distract Mouser like this <laughs> and you plant an entire family history like story I love it I love it let's, let's give a round of applause for our DM that's my job Sometimes I fail, sometimes I succeed. Anyway, he finishes this grandiose story and gives you an expectant look. That's incredible. You know, there are I some know, right? who would say that there are elements of fancy in there, but we live in a world full of fancy. I've, I've seen it. I've lived it. And Would you say the world is indeed a strange place? I would say that. I don't know who asked <laughs> that, but... What I will say is sometimes the thing that's as interesting as the story itself is 
what the story says about the person telling it and what how the story takes its own life. We have a place back home called Pensbury Manor, and it's a recreation of a historical site from our ancient history. And they got a lot wrong in the recreation of this site, but that became part of the story. Now, I'm not saying you got anything right or wrong, but we know stories tend to evolve and change. And regardless of even taking it 100% at fact, which I do, it's interesting to hear you tell it. And I think when you hear someone tell a story, you learn about them. And I've learned that you're a good man. Thank you. That was that was remarkably in-depth for a story I like telling because it's a fun story. I, truthfully, I believe the only thing that might be accurate about that story is the fact that she might have actually stolen a horse. But it is a fun story to tell. And part of me wishes half of it is as true as the horse stealing. There might be more truth than you think. But I, oh my gosh, the time you've kept you from your ledgers and your responsibilities. I'm terribly sorry. I didn't mean oh, to. No, that is okay. And he rubs his eyes and, and looks back and says, I, you have had a busy day as well. Let me finish this. And, but it, it was, it was good to have a little bit of a break from this. I think, I think that's exactly what I needed. Thank you. And please have a good night's rest. You do the same, friend. And he gives you a little head nod as you head upstairs. I'm assuming as you guys are trooping upstairs that you are going into the pocket house. Oh, yes. Yes, we are going in the pocket house. Bernie has okay. already gone into the pocket house and put on her pajamas because she wants to be comfortable for this interrogation. <laughs> okay. You walk on in half expecting to, at some point, run into what should be a fairly large size planter with soil and seeds and everything. You weren't expecting it in the living room. <laughs> and it takes up most of the living room, but it is a beautifully constructed plan a planter with the soil laid out nicely in rows. Oh my god. The seeds have already been planted. We're fucking and idiots. You actually, you actually arrive uh just as Piddleschmick is finishing watering the plants for the day, and he's watering them in just the way that you'd expect a mechanical being to be watering them. He's got a nozzle. Am I back in at the with the group at this point? Yeah, basically, as you guys have entered, okay. you notice this, and Travancore, you're like ten minutes after them. Okay, but yeah, I, Wait, I Bernie's to... known about this then the whole time because she's been here. Yeah, you you walked in, and this is the first thing you saw. Bernie walked in, and she patted Piddleschmick on the head and said, "You're doing great work, buddy," and just went upstairs and put on her pajamas. And Piddleschmick gives you a and continues to and Bernie goes and just goes upstairs. <laughs> Nozzle with vigor. I cannot wait to learn comprehend language to talk to these guys. Carlton, Jonathan, and uh, Shadow are a few minutes behind you, and you guys enter the house to this site. Uh. <laughs> Shadow seeing plants inside immediately assumes that they build a restroom in the living room. <laughs> and oh, lifts his <laughs> there's no plants, there's no plants just there. yet okay there's just yeah, seeds they've, okay, they've obviously okay. planted yeah i mean the seeds just got planted probably right. yesterday but it's obvious this is this is a tiny little farm oh. in your living room in that case shadow takes his paws and puts it over his nose and lies down <laughs> yeah he's got nowhere to whoom, spread out like a bear rug so like this is the largest room up with with the exception of the the basement and while he can kind of do that in your bedroom and and upstairs kind of in the common area it's this was the the 
Foomf, just foomed out. And now it's a it's a farm. Jonathan, right. what about you and Carlton? Where, like, what are you doing and what are you doing with the body? Uh, uh, we, I stand there. I'm like, well, that's a hell of a thing. We weren't that specific with our directions, were we? Nope. We said build a planter box. Yep, uh, we did. And they did. All right. Well, they're pretty efficient at it. So I would imagine that if we told them to build it, take this one apart and build it outside, that would that would be that would be a future project. And they yes. seem bored. Well, hey, while we're talking, maybe they can do that. You you both know that outside there really isn't anything. Like the house yeah, the house sits on a block of stone that is about the size of the house with a little bit of walkway around. There is the walkway that leads to the platform with the teleportation circle, and that's it. That's the reason you guys got the planter and everything, was because there's no soil outside that you don't have like a yard i was hoping that they would do like a little bit of side rock and like have a couple small ones but i wasn't specific enough and so now i have a living room garden and that's fine for now you have a living okay carlton you're taking the body our package to the basement okay are you giving the the moderns any other instructions piddleschmick has stopped using his nozzle to water things and is looking at you guys kind of expectantly can I roll anything to know whether or not I think these guys will be okay with what's about to happen? What's about to happen? Talking. Interrogation. Roll an insight. That's a nine. Uh, I have no idea. You have no idea. Bernie's come downstairs to say hello at this point. Is it like your pajamas like a onesie? At this point, Travancore, you show up. They've got feet on them, though. All right, Travancore, you show up to this discussion. Oh, what whimsy. I haven't seen an inside garden in some time. Well done, gents. And I sort of pat Piddlesmick on the uh, top of his head. I like it. I like it. He gives you a, a similar... <laughs> <laughs> All right. It seems like we have some investigation to, <laughs> to do. Gentlemen, ladies, shall we? To the basement. Um, I tell the Modrons, I'm like, hey, great. Good job with the the, the planner. You guys did what I at what we literally asked for. Um. Make sure, you know, nobody comes through the pocket house that isn't part of our family here. And if it's, the, if it's one of the Eagle Shields, hold them at the door and come get me. All right. Piddleschmick finishes watering the plants. Alisha Duke and Felix all uh, join him in standing upright and giving you kind of almost a salute. And you see Piddleschmick and Alistair Duke taking what seems to be defensive positions up by the door. Felix actually goes outside, closes the door, and you can see through one of the windows that he is walking down the pathway to where the teleportation circle is and seems to be taking up a position between the house and the teleportation circle. He doesn't, it's not, he's not big enough to like block anything, but he's certainly standing in a position to be a barrier of some sort and he's gonna just stand there i also don't realize like every time we do the pocket house and we i mean we've mostly set up in safe environments but like if we ever needed to set up watch we have robots <laughs> i just realized now we have robots to watch for us of the automaton sungum of the kingdom of arcana there you go yes all right uh the package and i are going downstairs Okay, we're all going downstairs, and I would like to say, I have a question before this happens, before Carlton then decides he needs to get violent. What happens, so Zone of Truth requires a saving throw. I believe it does. 
What happens if I cast Zone of Truth on an unconscious person? Do they automatically fail the saving throw? You don't cast it on a creature. You cast it on an area. I think they would have to try and talk in order to be entitled to a save. Uh, right? I don't know. So what the spell says is, until the spell ends, a creature that enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. You know whether each creature succeeds or fails in its saving throw. An affected creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Such creatures can be evasive in its answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. So what I'm going to say is you would know once he wakes up, that would be considered entering the area. That's when he would make this charisma saving throw. Okay, because I was thinking we could cast Zone of Truth in like a bubble and he could be in the bubble and I could cast it so that we can stand outside the bubble. You can definitely do that. He still will get the saving throw once he wakes up. and But you'll know if he succeeds and he'll, as soon as he speaks, will be aware that the shit has gone down that something's hinky okay that's fine he already knows something's hinky he's in a, a basement in an alternate universe it tied up and gagged and has been beaten unconscious yeah there's a lot yes. that's going on that he's not happy with anyway so you all are you all going down to the basement bucks shadow the whole nine yards coco snoot coco snoot can take a break coco snoot's not a um does he want to sit at the stairs and bark if there's any issues Sure, Coco Snoot can sit at the stairs. Coco Snoot, sit at the stairs. Bark if there's any issues. Coco Snoot sits at the top of the stairs and takes up a relaxed guard position. You know this is one of the things he will do. He can be a alert dog. He can even attack anyone that comes close, but you've just set him up in alert mode, essentially, at this point. Take a break. There's a guy below. That we do know, and we're gonna <laughs> question him. Take a break. All right, you guys head downstairs. <laughs> the basement is essentially empty. It's the size of the house, the, the footprint of the house itself. The only thing breaking up the, the wood flooring on the basement is four large uh, wooden posts that are, they seem to be structural. And a couple of very faint lanterns on a couple of the walls that give off just enough light that you can you can see. And there is nothing else. I was gonna say I forgot if it, like during the when we got the house, if there was a workbench or if it was just a pile of nuts and bolts. I'm assuming if there's nothing, it was just a pile of nuts and bolts and not a There workbench. was a bunch of stuff downstairs, including uh, things that you fought, but she took pretty much everything with her, and you do remember the workshops that were down here. There okay. was a lot of fairly valuable stuff. So I'm not stuff, misremembering. Okay. You are not misremembering. She just moved her shit. Okay. Uh, in that case, I will tie him up to one of the structural posts. Tie him up to a structural post on the far end so I can pop the bubble. I do that. Alright, you do that. I cast Zone of... Wait, hold on. How long does Zone of Truth fucking last? I think it's 10 minutes. I have a healing potion to ten minutes. bring him back up immediately if we want to waste it. Or you can do a healer's kit for just one HP. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I like him weak. She'll actually do for multiple. She, she has that power. I don't want no. him completely. Zone of truth, cast time, one action. 10 minutes. Action range, 60 feet. Can I do that thing where it's like, I put it in the outsideness and the bubble, like the zone just peeks into the house. 
Uh, you can send, you have to center it somewhere where you can see, but you can definitely place it so that you guys can be within five feet of him and not be in the zone. I do that. There's a, the post that he is tied to, the circle that is zone of truth will include, basically you put it kind of behind him against the wall. It will include him and kind of the five feet around him, but you can be, 10 feet away, and you won't have to yell to him, but you won't actually be in the zone. Okay, that works for me. You've tied him up. Uh, Bernie casts Zone of Truth. How would you like to wake Bernie, him what, up? Cause... What's your saving uh, save DC? Uh, my spell save DC right now is 16. Okay, I failed because I was tying him up when you cast that. <laughs> Walk out of the zone, Carlton. I look, I, get, I look at you and I get really nervous, and then I step out. Like, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, if, if any of you get within five feet of him, you will be in the zone. You will either, you are required to tell the truth or you will have to make the constitution, or I would like Christmas to point out throw. to you guys that it doesn't, it does, zone of truth, it's a funny thing. It doesn't force you to speak. It just forces you to tell the truth when you do speak. Yep. Yeah. That's true. He could, right. Now, the thing is, if you cast it before he woke up, he might not know that the zone is up. He would know that he needs to make a saving throw, and I don't, I don't know, would it be apparent that there's a magical effect going on? It says in the spell, an affected creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. Okay. So as soon as he wakes up, he'll make the save, and he'll, he'll know something is up. He may not know, he may not know all the details, but he will know that a magical effect is on him that is forcing him to tell the truth. I have an evil idea. What? I say, every time he refuses to speak, we drive an arrow into one of his fingernails. No, okay, let's... No, uh, okay. No, we're, what if we not. just pelt him with apples? So there's some actual social, sociological and psychological research when it comes to interrogation that literally says you should not torture people. It does not work. Yeah, I, I think we can... I think with, with our persuasion and... And everything that we have, the fact that he, like, he was scared. Like, he was desperate to give us this information. He might just help us, um, especially if he's, if he's under duress or something like that. But if we, if we go to that place, which is somewhere we've gone before and, and Jonathan the Magimuscular didn't care for, I, I think it, it lessens us. So I think we can be better and, and, and try and get the information without it. And if we don't get anything, we'll beat him up again, we'll throw him out in the woods. And then we can, we can, if we don't get any leads, we can say, you know what? Someone has it in for us. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, it's not like anybody's died because of the him. Well, we this almost time. did. This, yeah, but we figured it out. It's not, no. No, it's not gonna, it's not gonna help us. He's not gonna tell us anything. He's scared. I did get drugs because of him. He got drugs. No, he did not get them because of him. So, you got so long as you feel guy. we can compel him to speak, that's fine. All well, right. no, if we can't compel him to speak, we're going we're gonna to forget it. We're, we're not going to torture him. That's what I'm saying. So long right. as you think you can get him to speak, that's fine. No, no, no. If we can't no. get him to speak, then we're not- I didn't not... say we're going to torture him. I understand. That's what I said. That's fine. You just said it in a way that made it sound like, if you can't make this happen, I will torture him. Your tone of voice said that. <laughs> that's why I think he was worried. So. I'm Weird. not going to torture him. Okay. Okay? Are we good? All right. Yeah, that's, that's all I needed. Okay, can I... I don't want to waste a healer's kit on him. Tell you. 
no, we can't. Um, can we? We can do a heal. We can't a heal check. Or medicine wouldn't check to stabilize. Well, medicine check to stabilize, but medicine not medicine check to to wake him up. You would have to give him some hit points. We would have to give medicine him medicine check. Hit point, will yeah. just stabilize. Yeah. Him. So the the least we can give him is a healer's kit because the healer's kit is what just one. One d six plus four. Plus oh, okay. wisdom. Bernie gets bonuses. Because a potion of healing I have is 2d6, or not 2, 2d4 plus 2, so that might be the lowest. Yeah, give him your potion. All right. All right, so Carlton, you're going to go up and give him one of your your basic potions of healing? Yep, uh, let me roll that. 2d4 plus 2. Go ahead and roll that two. and mark off a potion. Yep, that's my last one. Uh, he gets eight hit points. Eight hit points. Uh, he comes to consciousness as you finish pouring. I'm assuming you have ungagged him to pour this down yeah, his throat. Yeah, I kind of had throat. to. Ha- are you, he's tied up. Is he still blindfolded or are you undoing the blindfold? Uh, uh, he's still blindfolded. Okay. I'll let somebody else he make that call. comes to consciousness just as you finish pouring the liquid down his throat. He sputters for a second. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Tiamat's balls. What? Where am? What? Huh? Where am I? Oh, I, I'm. I like. Can we disguise our voices? He knows it's us, guys. No, he falls <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm gonna try remembered. to disguise my voice. I'm like, hello. Uh, you, we have taken you prisoner. Go ahead and roll. You will uh, answer our check. questions. Was that his charisma saving throw? Uh no, actually, that was not. Oh, bless. That was his bless. insight. That was his insight. <laughs> John, would you do your deception? Oh, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I need your deception. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oof. Uh, that is, actually, that's not bad, but I that's think he roll. He just rolled higher. He rolled high, yeah. Uh, roll let's see. Do, 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 do. I'm proficient deception. deception. is going to be uh, 17. He starts to, to, as you say that, he says, well, I know you were, I remember you taking me prisoner. I've fallen asleep. You you were in Jonathan, right? I listen. I don't know why you've done this. I don't understand what's going on. And then now he'll actually roll. I would like my charisma saving throw to work. The only time I've ever cast it. (laughs) (laughs) He rolled a one. Yes. (laughs) He's so he's like I I don't understand. Oh, all right. Yep, that's right. Friend. Well, I'm a little surprised, but I guess I really shouldn't be. You understand you really, now, don't you? Are you really surprised? I didn't think that th- this would resort in violence from you. It, 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 well, I, I, I've not done you a violence. Uh, I seem stitches. to have the taste of blood in my mouth, and I seem I to be tied you. up. Other people did that. That was me. I punched you because you snitched. So why'd you sell us out? Carlton has very few rules in life, but one of his most important rules is stitches. Snitches get stitches. Well, he was very clear about that. I, I do remember that. So why'd you sell us out? I, I did not sell you out. It was Vukovic who probably did that. Uh, the, um... Oh, inside that motherfucker. The yeah. go- Kovic is the bookie, right? Well, I mean, you do know he's in the... You can inside him, uh, but you do know he's in the zone of truth, and so he can't lie. But if you'd like to insight him, go ahead. Sure. 22 insight. Bernie got 11, so she's like, meh. I'll insight it too. Well, somebody got a 22, so... <laughs> okay. We had two critical 
checks on or two critical successes on insight checks for a cre- uh, for a man in the zone of truth. Everybody, that's fine. Okay, all right. So wait, g- give me these numbers again, Bernie. I got an eleven. Bernie didn't get critical shit. And um, Carlton, twenty-two. And Travancore, twenty-three. But that's a natural twenty. And Jonathan, I don't think he did a check. Oh, that's okay. If you don't want to do no, a check, no, that's I did. Fine. I okay. did. It just sucked. It was a fab. Bernie and Jonathan, he's in the zone of truth. He's going to be telling the truth. Carlton and Travancore, you are able to kind of read into that a little bit more. Yeah, I was kind of like, because zone of truth, you could tell the truth, but you can mask your words a certain way to kind of throw us off the trail, right? Uh, you can't mask your words. You can just, as long as whatever you say, whatever you say that comes out of your mouth is the truth. And yeah, he told the truth. But what he said is that he didn't sell you out. He probably told Vukovic to sell who sold you out. And why'd you tell Kovic? What? What? What do you mean? What I tell Vukovic? I said, why did you tell? Why did Kovic didn't know we were doing this? You knew we were doing this. So how did Kovic come to find out? Well, of course I told him. He's that's my job. Didn't? Did you not understand when we were talking at the Tough House who I am and what I do? I'm going to tell you something true now. Carlton doesn't always understand things, so maybe you should explain it again. Well, there was never any talk at the house that anything that was happening was not something I couldn't tell my fixers. I mean, there was obviously the subtext that we shouldn't be blabbering about everything, but you didn't pay me to be quiet. You paid me to give you some information, and that is what I did. Ooh, wow, technicality. I that's like... not technicality, that's my job. My job is to well, we gather you, information actually, and distribute When we it. acquired this information, you gave us some assurances that you did not have a reputation for selling out people who did business with you. And you did exactly that. I I did not. I... Well, Kovic did. You told Kovic to do it. What difference does it make? You, it came from you. Vukovic is in charge, and what he decides is... None of my business. Ah, uh, so you gave assurances that you were not in a position to enforce because whatever he says goes. I didn't give any insurance assurances on anything except that I would not be telling anybody about what we discussed. And by the strictest technicality, you have someone else did. Vukovic is anybody. I'm sorry. So you what? Told, you definitely told I would them. like to point out that Vukovic is anybody. V- Vukovic is You just my boss. said I gave the strictest assurances that I would not be telling anybody what we discussed. And Vukovic is anybody. Well, Vukovic isn't anybody. Yes, Vukovic but he falls under the general. Can you define anybody from a dictionary? Uh, n- no, ma'am, I don't think I can, considering the conversation we're currently having. Well, I'll give you. You can try any. What does any mean to you? At this point, he gets quiet. Yes, that's right. All right. I think at the very least, we're entitled to a refund of everything. Oh, yes. Refund of the money. Because we were given assurance that you wouldn't tell anybody, and yet you told somebody, even if that somebody is your boss, that somebody is still an anybody. Well, I guess I lied. There it is. There it is. And now you see why you're in this predicament. No, I, I do not. I gave you what you wanted. I don't understand why. I'm the one that has to suffer when it was the Passerax that you wanted. 
Honey, I got all kinds of like deified magics that can keep you from suffering. So just calm your tits for a second and tell me whether or not you knew when you gave us that information that we would be walking into a trap. Which information are you talking the about? The information that we punched you over. The how to get into the the secret area of the Passerax, you mean? Yes. It seems no, like... No, not that information. The well, information before. So, yeah. It seems no, the like, information he just gave us. Well, uh, well, that we didn't punch him over that. We punched him because we insight checked the fuck out of him, and he inferred that we were snitched on yeah, by him and his people. The exact words I were, he totally sold you out. Yeah. He sold us out, and that's why... Like, I'm not punching him over the Passerac. I won't ask for a refund of that just yet, no. because that we haven't turned out. Dude, but I'm the information talking beforehand, about the information where he was like... Sold us out information. He handed us a slip of paper that he knew if we would follow it, we would be walking into a trap. Right. Like, we got, we've overheard people on the property saying that they expected someone that day, the day we were going. And you're the only one, other one we talked to about this. And you seem really keen on getting us into the pass racks. So all of this seems like we're going to be the fall guys. And so we're not going to be the fall guys. We're, we're quite frankly getting ready to leave this whole shit, shit storm. However, we have you. And so we're hoping that you can straighten a few things out. What the fuck is going on at the past racks? Why do you care? And why are you trying to get us to do your dirty work? I'm not trying to get you to do anything that I wasn't told to give to you. Uh, that information. Who told you? Vukovic told me I was to see you again to make sure that that information got into your hands. He gave me permission to charge you whatever I thought was a reasonable amount of money. I don't know exactly what is going on under the the stables of the Passerax. I, I know that that's where they bring the the monsters that we capture for them. And all I know is that when Vukovic came back from the Passerax last night. He was super unhappy and swore them up a storm and swore that he was gonna basically and he he gets quiet. Oh sweetie, you oh, need to you keep better, those lips flapping. You better you better continue that. And I crack my knuckles. Not that I'm going to hit him, but I want to make myself look big and intimidating. He knows what happens. Oh, go ahead and roll an intimidation check, then. 20. Uh, he looks at you, and he is clearly... Or, he looks in the direction of you, because he can hear you flexing crack, and cracking crack. your knuckles, but he is still blindfolded. He looks terrified, but what he says is, I'm going to die one way or the other. Well, because I could tell you what I know, and then Vukovic is gonna kill me, or you can kill me now, and I, I'm just gonna have to hope that. Uh, Listen, dying by you is gonna be quicker than dying by him, because I've seen what he's done to people, and I don't want. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so here, friend, here's a here's a little thing about our party. We're not great sometimes. Sometimes we fuck things up. So assuming oh. that we kill stuff quickly. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's a bad assumption. But here's what I here's what we can do. If you give us co uh, Vakovic, then maybe Vakovic is the one who pays for all this. Because guess what? You are my friend, are elite. 
I believe I'm starting to be- I I'm believing that you are basically acting as an errand boy in this. That Vakovic is the one who really wants us to do this. So that's fine. You are I I well, okay, it's not fine, but it's not something we're going to kill you over. However, you are means to an end. Yes. However, if you give us Vakovic, if you can get us either a meeting with him or 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 get us information to let us know what the hell is going on fucking seriously what is wrong with you people then then that that lets you off the hook and maybe Vakovic isn't a problem for you anymore maybe Vakovic gets the the fury and wrath that you're afraid of from us and maybe Derek leads the fixers Jonathan go ahead and roll me a persuasion check uh 17 he cocks his head and listens to you for a moment and you can see kind of the beads of sweat popping out on his forehead. And finally he says, I can tell you what I know, but I want assurances that if you're going to go after Vukovic, you're going to keep me safe until he's dead. Listen, we will keep you out of sight and safe. Listen, we, we made it so that it looks like you're sick at your bar. So we did our best to, to cover those tracks. And no one knows you're here, especially not. No one knows here. where here is. Yes. Uh, well, let's not let's let's be as vague as possible. Uh, so no one knows you're here. So we can definitely definitely keep you safe uh, while while we take care of things. But the more information you give us, the quicker that can happen. If you're telling the truth, I go am. ahead and roll a persuasion check. If you still plan on, Jonathan, if you still plan on taking him out, I need a deception check. Uh, I, I am being truthful. I, I, I am going to keep him safe. Yeah, I am fine with keeping him alive, provided he gives us the bigger bat. Uh, 15. Because I'm assuming neither of you are in the zone of truth, so I need either persuasion or deception checks, depending on yeah, my, from mine Jonathan. Is, mine is definitely persuasion. I, I, I am not lying to him right now. Okay, and what'd you roll? I rolled a 15. Okay. He lets out a long sigh, and he says, well, I guess you're the only chance I have. We really are. Vukovic has been in charge of the Fixers for the last couple of years, and really, it's only been the last year that we've been doing anything more than just <laughs> selling little bits of information here and there. Honestly, it's just been... It's just been mostly to help the townspeople, just keeping them informed about all the random stuff that the the nobles were up to, and then one day, Vukovic just decided that things needed to ramp up, and he's been instructing us to plant rumors with our contacts with the nobles. Just little things here and there. Plots. Rumors. Things to get them suspicious of each other. Most of it kind of true. You know... A lot of them are suspicious of each other anyway. They all guard against, I don't know what kind of secrets you get with breeding horses, but apparently they're all very secretive of that kind of thing, and all it takes is a little bit of poking to get them all upset. Eventually, we got them so riled up that uh, there started to be little bits of violence here and there. I know Laros was trying to keep a lid on it, but even the Tufts were, were doing some retaliations. But it was mostly just among, you know, the nobles and their... And no, no one died. No one was even seriously hurt. It was mostly just fistfights and back alleys. Tell me, Derek, is there any family that has not had a rumor spread about them, to your knowledge? 
Uh, not that I know of. I, I, I think we even tried to plant some rumors about the Eagle Shields, but what rumors? They're so calm down, Carlton. Well, there'll be a more deep, more of a debriefing later. Uh, well, but put a note on that. Okay. I I'd heard that we were trying with everybody, but the Eagle Shields are so inconsequential to the politics of this area that it basically didn't amount to anything, and so we stopped. The Passerax had been contracting us to find these monsters for a little while, and th- that was very lucrative, and it seemed to be working out for everybody, and then, so they were the first to actually contract us to attack somebody, and they were the ones who put the hit out on that horse on the race. But they only paid for us to attack the horse. The the Amkarthra horse in the third race. They wanted us... They wanted that horse injured. Probably dead. But only the Wait, horse. Wait, with Basilisk? Only said to attack the horse, but they weren't the ones who suggested the Basilisks. It was Vukovic when he got the side contract. What side contract? Well... As is normal, when we find out about uh, something going on with one of the houses, we would sell that information to the other houses. I mean, I I told the Tufts, whoever is the contact for the Amkarthras told them, and apparently our contact with the Amkarthras got pulled aside by Asok, and he put on a side contract for that race. What did the side contract say? Uh, Asok wanted some... Some woman dead. She, he, some, some woman that he was all hots for that had been spurning his advances, and I guess she had done it in such a public way that he was humiliated. Some Avanthea woman, I guess. I don't that know. That name her. sounds familiar. You all know who Avanthea is. It's, that's uh, that's Kara's uh, girlfriend, right? That is. That is the woman that she was upset over that had been turned to stone and was super grateful and the two of them I actually remember something without a roll (laughs) or having the DM tell me all of you would remember this right but me as a player I remember things (laughs) good for you I I am I am getting ready for uh, for all all hell nah uh, levels with uh, with uh, Asok and Karthra Side note, I've been all hell not with him for the past five years, so well, yeah. Nice. Let's like, get back to the interrogation. Yes. We only have a few minutes. Yeah. Um side contract, Avanthea, that did not work, obviously. Well And it put the entire town in danger to get at one woman. I mean, like, no offense to Avanthea, I'm not saying you can You all don't seem to really be assassins, do you? Very sloppy work. Oh no, that's that's the thing. We hadn't been assassins. I mean, Vukovic brought in a, a, a specialist or two from out of town who are a little more into that kind of thing. But no, the most of us are just townspeople who wanted to have a leg up on the nobles. And he was the one who suggested the basilisks because we had a whole bunch of them. With the the adventurers that we got, the mercenaries that actually got them. The, they were able to find a whole clutch and brought us a whole bunch, and then the Passerax didn't want them all, and Vukovic was pissed off about that, so he was the one who said, set the basilisks on everybody. On everyone in your town? Why do you think I was not there? Um. We thought that Kyla 
had plenty of that that stuff that would fix everybody. But it wasn't until afterwards, when you you lot showed up, that I even found out that the Passeracs had bought out all of that weeks ago. Yes, you guys, for intelligence people, you literally, you deal in intelligence and you didn't bother to check up on your intelligence? Well, the problem was that Vakovic made that decision, like, the night before the race. I only found out about it that morning, and sadly, I, I wish I'd found out about it sooner. I would have been able to make some good money off of that. And then you see his face fall for a second as he realizes what he said. Yeah, you're just a real wonderful human being there, aren't you, friend? Tell us about, I just, I, you know what we need to know before we go? We need to know where Vakovic lives. We need to know how powerful this man is. We need to know if he has any secrets. We need to know literally everything about him. because I don't want to walk into another trap. Well, I, I'm not going to say I know everything about him. He... I don't know where he lives, but most of the time he stays in the hideout that's under under the the staghorn flagon. Oh! How do we get to that hideout? There's two ways. The easiest way is to go through my basement. That's where the secret entrance is. The other way is where they 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 built a tunnel going out of town. That's where they bring the monsters in that they've been storing until they can get them to the Passeracs, but that's I'm not exactly sure where the entrance from the outside of that is, and I know that that's not the easiest way to get in, but I do know where the one is in in my inn. In the basement, okay. In the ba- Where in the basement? If you go into where the, the larder is, there's uh. going to be a barrel in the corner. It's going to be a real heavy barrel. Unless you slide it in just the right way, and then it slides that whole part of the wall out, and you'll be able to go down some stairs. I've only ever been in the first room, but I know there's more in the back. I know there's a couple rooms, and I've only ever seen Vukovic down there. But that's that's where you would go. You said slide it a particular way. How am I sliding this thing? Uh, out away from the wall. Okay. It'll be in a corner. You'll, it, it's not trapped as far as I know. I just slide it and it moves. But if you try to slide it or pick it up or in any other way, it's going to feel like it's a heavy barrel and it's not going to move. Heavy barrel! Speaking of traps, why don't you tell us of any traps you know of down there? As I say, I've only been in the first room. I don't know of any anything in that meeting room, but... I would not be surprised. He has become a very, a very wary and suspicious man. I would not be surprised if he's got some secrets up his sleeve. But all I know about is that first room, is that meeting room. And there, there's never been anything in there that I've had to worry about. What are the chances that he would go to this meeting room if the bar were closed, if you weren't there, if things should appear normal? I don't know where he is most of the time. Has he ever been there when you were in the bar? Has there ever been a time where he was in that meeting room where you weren't at the bar? Maybe. I I don't know. Possibly. He's down there a lot. I only go down there when I'm summoned. I try to limit the amount of people going in and out of there because every time someone's got to go into my basement and then not come out for hours, it's suspicious. So I only go down there or I send people down there when there's a reason. How does he summon you? I usually get a note 
Have you gotten any notes recently? I, I did today. That was the note that said I was supposed to sell you that information that I sold you. Well, after you sell him information, do you usually report to him or does he find you? He finds me. All right. Well, what can you tell me? Would you call him a magician, a wizard, a cleric? I <laughs> have never seen him do any magic, but I don't know if I would know if he was good at it. There's not a lot of people who practice magic in town. Have you ever seen him pick someone's pocket? Have I ever seen him? No. Well, do you know if he can? I I have no doubt. He is he is a sneaky and sly individual, and he is he is quick and dangerous. How dangerous? I've I've seen him. I've, I've one of the adventuring parties came back from their hunt and tried to basically rob us after they were paid. They turned on us, and there were three of them, two of them who were heavily armed. And I was leaving the room at the time when they, I think they were thinking they were just going to shoot us in the back with arrows. And they were dead before I could flee. Vakovic had them on the floor, dead. In seconds. It was... I didn't even see him pull the knives out of wherever he had them on his on his armor. Good to know. If you were going to take this man on, what would you be doing? I would be running as fast as I could to water deep and not looking back. What if you were me? Yeah, what if you weren't a coward? Friends? I can't. I can't say what what I would do if I weren't me. I can only tell you what I I would do. And you seem much more powerful than me. I don't know what you y'all can do. You, if you think you can take this man on, then well, it's now up to you. Because I, if I, if he's not dead, I'm gonna be dead once he finds out, and he will find out that I was talking to you. Oh, question for the DM: How long is the spell active for? How much longer do we have? Um, I believe it's active for ten minutes. It is. And you've probably got another minute or two before the spell stops being active. Would you say his daggers were poisoned, and that's why they worked so quickly? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about poison. As I, I'm not a- as I say, I'm not a killer. I- I'm a- You're a lover, not a fighter. Well. You're a liar, not a fighter. I'd leave that up to my lovers and those I'd lied to, but I've never killed anyone, so I don't know. I mean, look at me. And he, he kind of indicates down towards, he's a little bit, no, like his belly. <laughs> I, I am not William. evil. Look at my, look at my oh, non-threatening my penis. <laughs> I am not evil. Look at my paunch. I mean, now he's, <laughs> look at me. I, I seemed lighter than a 30 pound sack of potatoes. Yeah, he, he was not uh, in the best shape. He's already indicated that to you and you've seen him now he's definitely not in fighting shape he doesn't seem to have any magical ability or else you'd think he would probably be a little harder to take down with sleep so but he indicates down he looks down at his paunch and he says i all i've ever done is sell information and and try to to make a little bit of money on the side i this whole thing with becoming spies and killers that's been new and frankly, I haven't liked it, but until 
until the last couple of days, it's it hasn't meant that anyone I knew was getting hurt. No, because the town's just so big, right? And he stays quiet. He doesn't have an answer to that. Yeah, yeah. You knew everybody who was getting hurt. You run the local inn. You run the only watering hole in town, and you try to tell me that you didn't know anyone who was getting hurt. I I didn't know until that morning what was actually happening with the townspeople. I didn't know he was putting the basilisks out on everybody until that morning. And as I said, it, it wasn't until later that I found out that Kyla didn't have any of that 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 stuff anymore. You, dude, your actions have consequences. I know. That's why you're tied and they up. Usually in... have monetary consequences. Yeah, that's because I don't know. Is the rest of the town as stupid as you are? Is that why this is happening? No one's stupid. Everybody is just suspicious, and it's it's been a it's been a weird year now that Vukovic has gotten all greedy and dangerous. What if you? What if you? You know, you don't make a bad stew. You actually make a really good stew. What if you actually just did the job you have? Wouldn't that be a goddamn novelty? If you are as successful at killing Vukovic as you have been at taking care of me, then hopefully all this will be over with, and that's what I will go back to doing, and that is all. He's still in Zone of Truth, so... Actually, Bernie, at this point, right now, you feel your spell fade. So he said that before the spell faded? He did. It is at this point, anything after this, there is no more Zone of Truth. Well, hope springs eternal, friend. Is there anything else you want to know, or uh, are we done? Are you going to tell me what you're going to do with me? Are you going to go after him? What? What's... Well, we're not... What are you doing with My dear, let me tell you a thing. We're not going to tell you anything. So you can sell the absolute nothing to your ass. Do you guys want to go talk upstairs? Let's go yes. to the chat. Hang out for a second. Do I have a choice? And he shifts a little bit. He's still bound to the post and I, I take one of my ra- rations and I kind of shove it in his mouth. I'm like, you might want to chew on this and swallow, you know, this ration. You know, just in case you get hungry. You're going to want to eat this. It's going to be a while. Uh, choose it as much as he can as you guys head upstairs. Coco still sitting obediently by the door. Do you want to spend a few minutes right now talking or do we want to stop here and pick I up? Want and my then plan. we lock the door behind us and stop here. Yeah, we can, we can come back to this. Uh, Tomorrow, because god dang, it's been a long day, guys. Yeah. It's been a long ass day. <laughs> um, hold on, we need to take some fucking security measures, and we need to put a piddle smick. Yeah, the Madrins, maybe we set the watch just to be safe. I was going to say, in addition to that, you give me all the rope, and I dangle him from the side of the yeah. pocket house into the infinity. I would yeah. And if, yeah. if the yeah. rope falls, then we have piddle, or Sir Alistair Duke, because he has wings, catch him. I know it's just more security fall. than we normally have in the pocket house, but you guys want to set up watches just to be absolutely certain that this guy isn't going anywhere? I guess we do that in addition to the Modrons watching. Yeah, yeah. the Modrons don't sleep, do they? They're Modron. You have no idea. Carlton, just so you know, Alistair Duke, yes, he has wings. He is also like three feet tall, and you've never actually seen him fly with those wings. And he doesn't seem to be that strong. So you're not sure if, if given the opportunity, if he could actually lift a human being. You don't know. He's got wings. He can fly. He can lift a human. <laughs> you... And and as far as you know, these things don't sleep, but there are three of them. Why don't they take watch? They can pretend, they can watch the portal, they can rotate watching the portal and the prisoner. 
All right, so yeah, we gather the Modrons and we say, you know, watch the portal, watch the prisoner. If he tries to escape, do anything you can do to restrain him. Do not kill him, but incapacitate him uh, by any means necessary. And let us know. Alert us. And based on our knowledge of them, do we, do we think they can do that? Well, they definitely have had weapons before we've... Yeah, they all still have weapons. They are all, as you give them these orders, they snap to it. Felix goes back out to stand guard near the teleportation circle. Alistair Duke takes up a position kind of where Kokosnoot was at the door. Piddle Schmick, uh, before you lock the door, actually goes downstairs. If you take a look, because you've told him to watch the prisoner and to watch the door and to watch the teleportation circle, he's going to set up basically in the middle of the basement with one of his three eyes centered on uh, Derek. You don't know what Derek is capable of. By all rights, he doesn't seem to be particularly dangerous. The Modrons have weapons. Piddleschmick has three spears. Alistair Duke and Felix have both been carrying swords of some sort, but they're fairly small and you've never seen them fight. So it, you're not exactly sure. You're fairly sure that one of them would notice that shit has gone down and be able to contact you, but you're not sure in a fight what would actually happen. Shadow and I are going to sleep downstairs next to the door. Okay. You guys will blanket fort it up and sleep next to the, the yeah. basically in between where the door is and where your indoor garden has started. Well, we have a table now. You can use the table as a bed. Yeah. Maybe I'll turn the table upside down and make it like use a blanket fort to set up a little, little bed for myself just to make sure that <laughs> if anything happens, yes. I get up right away and I can stop, take this guy down. Okay. And you all are going to sleep for the night? Uh, I think so. Do we want to do watches as well? Let's do watches uh, at the top of the stairs. I don't want I don't want him to try and sweet talk anyone. Yeah, I'm not going downstairs the whole time. I'm just gonna No, yeah, like on the first floor. Yeah. Like that way Travancore doesn't have to spend the entire night sleeping under a table. You know? Or on a table. Or on a table or whatever. Yeah. Um and then like I can do a stretch and everybody else can do a stretch as well. And immediately one of us can sound the alarm. Yeah. That's fine. I'll take first watch. Alright, I'll go second. Bernie will just get up early and go last. And so I guess Jonathan's taking third watch? Sure, yeah. All right, you guys set up your watch rotation, set up for the night, and that is where we will end tonight, and we'll pick up next week with what you are going to do with all this new information from your, your new friend. Thanks for listening to Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter.